There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Actress and comedian Kim Whitley cracks up the DC comedy law for a run of five shows this weekend in the nation's capital. She joined me to reflect on her career from next Friday to Curb Your Enthusiasm to Master of None, as well as her award-winning podcast, Two Funny Mamas with Sherry Shepard. Hey, Kim Whitley, hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing all right. I, I think there's some more snow coming. I think you brought the snow when, when you came here. But why'd you have to bring the snow? Come on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold blaming up. you. How am, I, <laughs> how am I coming from Los Angeles and bringing snow to D.C.? Come on. <laughs> Los it doesn't quite work, does it? No. I was like, global warming is bad, but it's not that bad. That <laughs> <laughs> sunny snow. Uh, no, but I'm glad you made it in safe. And like I said, yeah, five shows at the DC Comedy Loft um, throughout the weekend. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, if we have big fans of yours coming out, you know, coming out to the show, what what sort of stuff are you? What sort of material do you tackle? I don't want to give away any punch lines. I'm gonna spoil it, obviously. But what sort of topics do we go into? Oh, first of all, I love your voice. It's cracking me up. It's a radio <laughs> voice. I love it. Um, you know, I really enjoy just having a good time with people, but I talk about relationships. I talk about getting older. I talk about my son, you know, and I am, um, sometimes I used to be an improv comic that I did just improv, never did the same set. So sometimes I bring that in, you know, you might've seen Curb Your Enthusiasm when I played the prostitute, but I, and that's all an improv show. So I love improv. I love dealing with the audience. Uh, so it's going to be just Fun. That's what I like to have fun. But think about that. Going on stage every weekend, we do jokes. Doing the same thing, it really gets boring. Well, I'm glad you're mixing it up. And then when you come to D.C., do you, do you feel like you have to weave in any, you know, D.C. type, you know, politic type joke? Or do you kind of stay away from that stuff? Or what's sort of your philosophy? You know, my philosophy is I kind of stay away from politics uh, because unless something is happening right then and there, something that I have to talk about. But I kind of stay away from it. And I used to live in D.C. So, you know, I don't feel the need except to say the things that I miss about D.C. <laughs> um, I actually I'm, I'm actually love D.C. D.C. has always been like a romantic city to me for some reason. And and I just, you know, enjoyed it. I used to live on Georgia Avenue across from Walter Reed Hospital. But I heard that's gone now. I, I heard they took that away. They did. Uh, well, like the campus is there. And I think there's some buildings. That I think they use it for like music festivals or art festivals or like the abandoned wow. buildings. But they yeah. What was it called? The Brack, like the base realignment, something. They took a bunch of them they and took... combined a bunch of them in NIH oh. and all that stuff. I think it's okay. over near Bethesda now. 
but uh, but, but then, wait a minute. So wait, what, what um, were you doing when you were living in over in Georgia Avenue? What why were you living in DC? So I just graduated from college. My brothers were still at Howard. And so I was helping my brother sell T-shirts over at Howard. That's okay. just what a college student should do. I graduated, <laughs> came right to D.C., helped my brother. My mother was like, go get a life, get your career together. And a bunch of us lived in this house on, uh, I think the steps are still red and white. We, we painted the steps red and white. And can you believe every time I go by there, they're still red and white. So you literally um, painted the town red. <laughs> I did. And white. I did. <laughs> that's hilarious but wait a minute so wait what college so i know you uh you know you were born in in ohio but so you're saying you, yes. you graduated a different college and then moved to dc where your brothers were going right. to howard so yes. what college was, were you at i was in nashville at fisk university and my brothers were at howard well my one brother was at cornell and then he moved over to howard so we were all over the place and uh but but we all love D.C. We all ended up in D.C. together. And then I was the first to leave and I went out west to Los Angeles. So that's how that went. <laughs> gotcha. Were you always into comedy and stand up and everything? Like who did who did you who were your, you know, your goats when you were growing up watching either comedians or actors or, you know. Right. Well, this is going to sound real old, but the, I was very young and uh the movie Harlem Nights had just uh, been coming, it was coming out and I was on the set with um, Eddie Murphy and um, Red Fox, Ronaldo Ray and Richard Pryor. And I was on the set because I was the guardian to the little boy in the movie. So I just remember walking around the set, having fun, being funny. And Red Fox said to me, he said, hey, you're really funny. And I'm tired of, see, tired of seeing these ugly, you know what he said, women trying to be funny. He said, get 10 minutes of material together and I'm gonna help you out. Well, come on. In the beginning, you 10 minutes is like an hour. You're like 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's it's Red Fox and you heard stories. And I was like, oh, okay, but I missed the opportunity. And that's when I decided to go out after when he passed away, I said, let me get my stuff together. Um, I did that. I remember seeing Whoopi Goldberg doing her HBO special with all those characters. I was like, this is amazing. So we look at people like that. Marsha Warfield, she was on uh, Night Court. So, you know, you look at people, then you look at your peers, Wanda Sykes, you know, people like that. Also uh, from look, D.C. There you go. Also from D.C. Sherry Shepard. You look at your friends. They were a little ahead of me doing the stand up part. I was doing the acting part. And then I said, you know what? I like making people laugh. So I started going on stage. Well, you kind of combine the two, the stand-up and the the acting into a bunch of um, sitcoms and TV shows that a lot of us, you know, probably grew up watching. I mean, Moesha and My Wife and Kids mm -hmm. and Two Broke Girls and That's So Raven and the list the list goes on and on. Um, tell me about sort of that early period because I, I want to get to, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm and Master of None and stuff like that in, in a minute. But th those early, like, you know, 90s uh, sitcoms that a lot of us grew up on, um, do, do you have a particular, you know, favorite role from, from that era? You know, <laughs> you know, I really did like the Parkers. I played Flirty Gertie and I was in the uh, church, always in the church. I was the organist. You know, that is a good, a lot of people come to me and say, weren't you in the Parkers? And, you know, that was fun. Uh, uh, just good times uh, back then. I did a lot of, my wife and kids was fun because Damon uh, Wayans, you know, he would go off script. 
And like I said, I love to improv, but he was better than me. So he would start talking about me. I'd start talking about him. And then I just quit. I just quit. I said, okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damon Wayans is just a genius. It, it, hilarious. Well, so he you said you're sort of improving with him. Um, but then you also, you know, you, you you mentioned it earlier, you know, more a little more recently, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That a lot of Larry, the way Larry David, remind us how, how he works. Like a lot of that is, isn't on the page, right? Isn't there a lot of free-flowing? that goes on on that set that is what it is uh larry david uh, of course another genius who made the show and put comedians and great actors in it and what he does is he gives you the scene and he might he'll give you a paragraph you read it it says you know i played moesha um uh, not moesha monina who was uh, you know a prostitute and he needed to get to the dodger stadium and the page might have said something like um, going to, um, it might have said something like, he's going to pick you up, you're going to the ballpark, um, you're going to look for some tickets, and then the last line is blah, 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 blah. So that whole scene, we're filling in the words. Right. And we'll, we'll bust out laughing in the scene, and then Larry will say, okay, that was funny, let's do that again. So it really, it was definitely, definitely one of my favorite things that I've done. Oh yeah, I mean, we, you, I mean, Larry David was great at at the scripted stuff. Obviously, obviously, Seinfeld, some of the yes. most all timer episodes that he, he wrote. You look in the credits, some of the best Seinfeld episodes he wrote. But uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's it's been really cool. I think it's this. It just announced it's going going off there. Uh, I think it's the last season coming up. But uh, yeah, it's really yes. cool to watch him sort of the the improv style, which you say you you enjoy. Um, uh, of course, also Master of None. We have to hit that really quick because I think you played the aunt. You you were Angela Bassett's sister, right? <laughs> and uh and yes. that one i think that particular episode won an emmy for, for you know the best written episode that year lena waith and and um and aziz and sorry some of the great writers of our time but yeah memories of that experience you know working with their genius writing alongside the legendary angela bassett yeah i think you know i, I want to take credit for them winning the emmy i was like look I, I wasn't in any other episode but the one episode uh you guys won the emmy i wish i'd have won one too so we had a good time uh me and lena waith have become great friends aziz i keep in touch with angela of course it was a phenomenal episode because it dealt with some real life issues but we also you know, got to have fun because you're still dealing with funny people. And one of the best scenes were at the the uh, Thanksgiving table and <laughs> another improv moment. I was so tired of Aziz saying this line over and over again. I slammed my hand on the table and told him something, something, something. I can't, I, you know, I'm not going to cuss, but you know, and just pass the daggone potatoes. That was not in the script, but I held it. Aziz held it. As long as you don't laugh, it was, and they, and when they said cut, we fell out on the ground and it made it into the, the episode. So a lot of fun. That's great. Angela Bassett did the thing. Kim Whitley, the potato king. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we were, we had a good time. That is great. And, yeah, it was great. And, and then Lena Waithe went from there and she put me on 20s. And then she produced uh, my podcast called Kim, K-Y-M, on Audible that just won this huge award. And Variety named it one of the top podcasts of 2022. Oh, plug it for us. What's it called? Because I, th this interview you're listening to is going to go on our podcast, but uh, we'd love to oh, cross-reference and promote yours. What's it called? 
Absolutely. It's called Kim, K-Y-M. It's a podcast, but it's a, like a sitcom for your ears. It's that kind of podcast where it's a story. And we had eight episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, Lena Waithe did it. And, you, and everyone, uh, Variety, loved it. And uh, that was that. Um, but it's on Audible, available on Audible. Gotcha. So it's like a narrative. It's actually a scripted podcast. I like episodic. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. See, I should have talked to you before. I love that scripted podcast. That's what it is. But then I also have, you know, my podcast with Sherry Shepard called Two Funny Mamas. And we've won two uh, NAACP Image Awards. And we just have a good time on that also. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Speak about your friendship with Sherry really quick because you've mentioned her a couple times. And obviously, you know, very, very, very talented uh, in, in her own right. A lot of us, you know, got to know her through when she was on The View, of course, but so many other things. But yeah, why, why do you think you all, the two of you sort of just get along so well? Was it was it instant, you know, chemistry? Uh, you know what? We've been friends for a very long time. We started way back in the day, stand up together. We lived across from each other. But you know, she became a mom. I'm a mom uh, of boys. She has a boy. I have a boy. And and then our friendship grew, especially during the pandemic. She was like, you know what? We should give back to people that are lonely. We have nothing to do. Let's do a podcast. And we got together and said, Two Funny Mamas. And it drops every Thursday. It's on YouTube and where you can listen to podcasts at podcast. And we have so much fun. And now we've turned it into stand-up. We just left Dallas. We do a whole stand-up tour together that we actually go out. We go out together for 15 minutes. And then we split up. Uh, and she does stand-up. Then I do stand-up. And then we come back together with two chairs on the stage. And uh, we take questions. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So... It, it's turned into more than just a podcast. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll we'll plug it so people can you know get, subscribe and listen to that. It, yeah, I have a funny podcast observation that just dawned on me. Is I feel like in the early days of podcasts, we would always say you know, and and you can get it and iTunes, Spotify, Apple, you know, you would list all of them. And but nowadays, everyone just says wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Wherever you watch the shows, it's a podcast. Figure it out. You'll find it. Um, you know. <laughs> We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. You're right. We have no particular place. Yeah, I just find that's unique to podcasts. I don't know why, but TV shows and they say and then you know streaming on on HBO or Max and Disney Plus, they don't just say ah, you find it. <laughs> you will, you will find it. Yeah. So therefore, you know, me and Sherry are great friends. We, uh, I steal her wigs. She steals my wigs. Um, so you know, we'll borrow clothes. It's it's one of those it's one of those like sisterhoods. We right. we argue we were arguing over a joke, the whole Cat Williams thing. We were arguing about that because she says I took her joke. I said you took my joke. So it was a whole thing, you know. So we're very good friends. Yeah, except you have to watch the YouTube version to see the wigs because if you're stealing each other's wigs and swapping wigs on the podcast, we can't tell. That <laughs> is true. You definitely have to watch it to see it. But you know, we talk about it a lot. Like she sounds like her hair is different today. <laughs> She's 
That is, uh, wait a minute, are you trying to be funnier than me? I love you. That was funny. <laughs> well, there's no getting I'm, funnier than you, but. No, no, I think I'm going to have to steal that. <laughs> you, you feel free to put it in the act at, at um uh where the hell are you coming? The, uh, DC the DC Comedy, Comedy Loft. So feel DC free to put Comedy that in. DC Comedy Loft all yeah. weekend. Please get your tickets at dccomedyloft.com. We got five shows. Please come out. And we have Andre Lavelle, another comic, and Alicia Cooper. And no telling who's going to drop in. I love the DC Comedy Law because it's kind of quaint and we just have fun. I really I haven't been here in over two years. I love it. And that would be the perfect place to leave it because we brought it back around. But I just realized I didn't even ask you about any of your movies. And we have we did all your TV shows. But real quick, memories of next Friday. People love the Friday franchise. But how much, I, how much fun was that? You know what? Had I known it was going to be this big, I think I would have been even crazier. Uh, it was fan. Fantastic working with Ice Cube and, of course, with Mike Epps and D.C. Curry. Um, people know me as Sugar uh, my whole life. People are like, Sugar, Sugar. And, you know, I missed Friday After Next because I was filming another movie at the same time called Delivers from Eva. And I'm so mad I missed, you know, the next chance. And, and right now, a lot of people have passed. So, you know, Ice Cube can't really do another one. He's been wanting to do The Last Friday for quite some time. So who knows? We might be doing it and we're all going to be on a walker and a cane, but we might be able to do it. I think you could. And it's just, and we don't have time to go into all the movies, but I'm just looking down your credits. The the legends, the comedy legends that you've worked with. I mean, Eddie Murphy and Nutty Professor and Ben Stiller, uh, along came Polly and Jim Carrey, Fun with Dick and Jay. Like you go down the list and it's like all of the great comedians of the last, I don't know, two decades. You've been in movies with them. That's incredible. I never even thought about that. Thank you for reminding me. You know, I forget. And those were some of my best, best times. They don't call me back anymore. I haven't talked to any of them. No, uh, but oh, you're still doing stuff. You just did you people last year. That was a big Netflix hit with a I bunch of you know, Julie Lou Dreyfus, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Like that was big. I know, but you know what? It was Kenya Bears and that's another great person. But Kenya will call me. People don't know this. You know, so I could have, I would have loved to have had a bigger part in that movie. But Kenya literally called me and said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm, you know, just got back in town. And he said, can you come do this movie? Just like that. I said, what? He said, you're going to play this part. Just, you know, just say whatever. That's called trust. Yeah. And I love him for that. And we just had a, had a great time. So I, big ups to him. Yeah, I mean the big ups. the The creative blackish knows what he's doing. So if he trusts yes. you, then that that works. Um. All right. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. Is there anything else? I mean, we teased the podcast. Any other upcoming things we want to tease? I know you're doing what is it? A docu series, Raising Whitley on Own. You got a free form sitcom, Young and Hungry, coming out. You got a movie, Fist Fight. Like, do you want to plug any of the other upcoming stuff? Uh, I Act Your Age is going to be coming out on Netflix probably in April. Um, it had a run on uh, Bounce TV, but please look out for that. Uh, Actor Agent with Tisha Campbell and uh, Bette Nicole Brown. It broke uh, records with uh, 2.14 million viewers on Bounce, and now Netflix has it. So looking forward to that and, and doing stand-up across the country and being in D.C. this weekend. Absolutely. That's it. And uh, real quick on a serious note, I just read you did a, a, a Don't Feed Me campaign to raise awareness 
uh, for food allergies, which is uh, very important to to my immediate immediate household. Uh, why why wow. was why was that? I feel like it's you know, and uh, I don't want to bring down the mood, but I just feel like so many shows it's you know it's it's will smith and hitch it's treated as comedy you know his face blows up and they drink the benadryl mm -hmm. and it's and it's treated as a comedy but it is a serious issue so why was that so important to you uh well, my son uh found out he was allergic to peanuts and strawberries and milk and, and you know you send them off to a birthday party and people don't know or or someone comes to watch him they don't know so i created th these t-shirts when you write the child's name it says don't feed Joshua. And then it has a list of things that you check off and uh, you can get your t-shirts at don'tfeedme.org. Uh, and I felt, then I put a bag together because I put the allergy, the EpiPen and Benadryl in this bag. And then it says, you know, what the child is allergic to. And this was just something I found that it was a need. Then I found out with autistic children, even autistic adults, a lot of them ordered it. So I had to make an adult line. Um, because you're right, it's a serious issue. I left a babysitter. Thank God I was home that day. And she was new and, and she was in the kitchen and she gave my son peanut butter and I heard him coughing. Oh, and think that's when I ran in and I said, whatever she said, I just gave him peanut butter and jelly. And I grabbed the EpiPen, I called the doctor and she said, just chug that Benadryl in him first. And if his tongue swells and, and, and you know, hit him with the pen. But that was a frightening moment for me. And there has to be a way to let new people know, hey, hey, watch it. Don't feed them this. So I've seen a lot of people come behind me and try to mimic it. I've seen it on the internet. Uh, but the original is don'tfeedme.org. Uh, we have all sizes and it's really helping. It's all about, it wasn't not about making money. It's really about helping people. Wow, that's thanks for raising awareness uh, on the serious side. And then on the funny side, uh, we got to end on a laugh. It looks like all that yes. t-shirt, all that t-shirt making paid off on the steps of Georgia. <laughs> you were Hilarious. making t-shirts back then and now you're doing it again. Oh my God, you're brilliant. I didn't even think about that. I was making t-shirts. <laughs> it was I'm all leading to this moment. <laughs> it was all leading to this moment. Absolutely. Hilarious. I wish I'd have been making wigs because then I'd really be rich. Woo. Yeah, I can, I, can, this country. I can just yeah. hear the wig coming through the radio. I can just hear. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I, got, I have a new hair right now. See, and you just put it on. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I could. I know you got great ears. Great yeah, ears. exactly. Now tell me, is my hair curly or straight? What do you hear? What do you hear? I'm hearing curls. You are good. Yep. See, Ooh. I told you I could hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> but anyway, everyone can, you know, see you live in person. The wigs, whatever you got, they can see you live in person all weekend long. Five shows at the DC Comedy Loft. I think they also call it the Beer Baron Tavern. There's like a bar. I think there's like a bar attached to it downstairs. But either yes. way, uh, it's going to be a really fun run of shows. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. I had a great time with you. I will talk to you next time. Great interview too, great interview. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 